Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Sal, coming to you with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We are partnered with FanDuel. I think you know that by now. I don't know about this partnership, though. Our Extra Points for Extra Pay parlay hit again. Um, we had a three-teamer. We had a wait on the Monday night game. Got a little sketchy with the Chiefs for a minute, but they prevailed. They won by 16 points. That was Dave's leg. My leg, Charlotte's leg, already came in. And bottom line is we cost Fandle, our partner, $450,000. <laughs> so I oh think we're God. I think we're like at $1.6 million. What happens is we urge people to take these parlays. Fandle boosts the odds, boosts the points. Uh, it becomes a promotion and people jump on it and we won two out of four weeks. Now, I guess they lost, I don't know, a hundred grand in the two weeks we lost, but, but we've, we're now down. This is not a great partnership is what I'm saying, guys. This is uh, mm-hmm. entering OJ Nicole territory. I think this is really bad for a partnership. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's bad. What do we do? Well, this is like, this is like Bruce Willis. Uh, you know, I, I guess what Bruce Willis refused to do in Pulp Fiction. We, you know, we need to maybe take a dive here and there. We've yeah. done that, our part. I hope FanDuel's paying attention. We've tanked it a couple of times. Going forward, though, the gloves are off. Yeah. Which is the, to, to continue the uh, boxing metaphor here. I th- <laughs> I say we win again next week. Oh. I think I, I, I say, I say, let's do it. Not one week on, one week off. I say we keep on winning here. Charlotte, what's the plan? You um, you seem more sensible than the two of us. I would be with Dave. I say we keep winning. But eventually, is FanDuel going to just drop us? I I mean, <laughs> I hope not. My feeling is that I think FanDuel likes winners. Oh. I think, I think, I think that... Um, I don't know. I've got nothing. I don't know. I think we should keep winning, though. I <laughs> All would right, like let's to keep, keep winning. winning. I just feel like FanDuel is running this bakery, and we are selling their their uh, their best donuts out of the back room and making money. And but they're like, ah, it's okay because people are enjoying them. Like, yeah, but well, I'm just hoping that it out. means more people are coming in the front door. I got it. Okay, even if it means that they're coming in for the back room donuts, which sounds like something illegal. Yeah. Well, either is. way, don't blame us. Blame the honey badger. He's the one who picked six to uh, to to yeah. put it out of reach, and that's when I knew our parlay was coming through. When uh, when he that was crossed, a nice job. We we yeah, uh, in fact, we, I urged people to bet the Patriots to hedge your bet. Plus, mm-hmm. what was it about like eleven and a half? At by the time we got to it Monday morning, and uh-huh. um, that was even looking good for a while. But anyway, the parlay was a winner. I think it paid plus four fifty. Also a winner. In basketball news, Charlotte wanted Charlotte's like, we have to mention the Seattle Storm. I was like, I mentioned the Seattle Storm. I'm the only one mentioning the Seattle Storm in Holly uh Holly Holmes. Why why is why is this a big deal? But it is a big deal. They won, what was it, four straight for Sue Bird? Four straight for Sue Bird. Uh they swept the aces. Mm-hmm. It was the largest point deficit. Uh they won by uh, what was it? They won 92 to 59. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Sue Bird is 39 and it seems like she's just going to keep on going. So as a 31 year old who gets sore after like, you know, a small <laughs> at home workout, I really admire that. As a, as another 31 year old, I, <laughs> I, I'd like to point out that it's uh, interesting, an interesting statement being delivered by the sports gods. Um, about uh, climate change. Witness the heat in the final, oh, the storm wow. winning, the lightning have won. Oh, right, bird starring. You mm-hmm. know, you you do the math. You D- know, Dodgers won last. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, that I was trying to help no, you out. Don't, please. Uh, yes, ninety-two fifty-nine. As Charlotte mentioned, uh, they were laying eight and a half points. I had the storm to win the series. Brother Bry from Against All Odds is all over the storm. He's all over the women's sports. He, I, I made a comment that he was weeping with the team afterwards because it's the only sport he could win betting on, and now it's over. But yes, the storm sweep the aces. NBA though, game four, Lakers win one hundred two ninety six. But don't cover. Fanduel had it at seven and a half. Tyler Hero with a meaningless three at the buzzer. He comes down. He dribbles down. He does what he wants, and it killed a lot of people. 
Um, my cousin bet on the game. Jimmy doesn't really bet. Bets like maybe once or twice a year. Bet on this game. And I was like, that sucks. I texted him. He had the Lakers minus seven and a half. And he's like, I'm actually laughing at how ridiculous that was and don't know how you do this. I was like, oh, this is four nights a week for me with a dumb, <laughs> dumb ending to a game. But you have to keep telling yourself eventually the wins and losses even out, even though you know deep down there's it's not even close. It's never going to happen that they even that out. three, like <clears throat> aside from a gambling perspective, it made me sad because it was a great <laughs> shot. And yeah. those sorts of, you know, and the heat had played so hard and then it just all fell apart at the end. And there was this sad, sad, beautiful three. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, yeah, just and then I fell asleep on the couch. So more like Ty Tyler antihero. But now, oh, yeah. Sal, who <laughs> is going to be the series MVP? AD, a lot of buzz, like I told you, mm -hmm. for him. But I think you're ultimately correct. Where we started um, before this series was, you said the best bet is LeBron to uh, to get the series MVP. And I think it's tracking that way. I right? think so, too. I haven't seen. Maybe we'll pull up odds on that. I hadn't seen any this morning. But LeBron, 28, 12, and 8. LeBron, uh, AD, 22, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Yeah, LeBron, numbers-wise, has more rebounds, I think, per game than Anthony Davis, obviously. But Anthony Davis is the presence. I and, know. You know, he, bl he blocked uh, four or five shots again last night. Yeah, so. and they... He seems like the difference maker. Like, sure. I don't know, watching last, especially at the end in the of the fourth quarter when he it, he was everywhere. He, yeah. he kept... He foiled every possible plan that he could have had. And I was just, you know, I, I was surprised, actually, when I saw that LeBron had more points because... AD just felt like he he made more of a difference, which I don't know if that's fair to say, but yeah. I don't know. I don't see that they can give it to AD over LeBron, though. I've like politically. I, I, I think the I mean? same thing. I think the same thing. I think they're afraid of LeBron right now. They're yeah. they're uh, nervous that they didn't give him MVP, regular season MVP. They mm -hmm. can't turn their back on him. I think giving these numbers, obviously, AD is a. Uh, a great force inside and everything else. I got this right, but my analysis was way wrong. I had LeBron to have the most points yesterday, top scorer in the game, you know, going against Jimmy Butler, who had just come off 40, and uh, Anthony Davis. Obviously, they're always neck and neck uh, at plus 160. That won, but my analysis was, well, he's pissed. He walked off the court last game. You're going to see him come out uh, in a flurry but he was like three for eight with three turnovers. Like it took them a while to get going. They had like two points in the second quarter through almost seven minutes or something crazy. But uh, right now, game five, Friday, Lakers minus seven and a half. They didn't move that. I thought they would go up uh, there. 217 is the over-under. Lakers to win the game is 330 to win 100. If you like them in six, you get plus 370. If you like them in seven, you get 13 to one. And if you like the Miami Heat in seven, you get 23 to one. Uh, lots of fun, but I think it's coming to an end. We could talk about it Friday. I think it's over, though, Friday. I, I, I'm with you, and I think, listen, with all due respect to the NBA and to the sacrifices, relatively speaking, of going into a bubble and all of that, I really hope that the Heat get where we are as a society right now. We have too much going on. Tsunami, another uh, <laughs> climate change reference. Uh, of news of uh, uh, of every stripe out there right now and the heat extending this to a sixth game would feel very much to me like you know when you play pickup basketball and the guy is like the the 39 year old guy he's like 10 years older than anybody else out there in the pickup game and he has his socks pulled up to his knees and he defends you like 31 feet from the rim and you're like just settle just get out of my face you don't have to guard me this tight just get out of here I feel like that's what the heat would do by extending this let's all we get it the, the Lakers are going to win the title let's cut to the chase and focus on pro football and college football and all the other hooey and applesauce out there in society. It's over with you. Um, well, I Give mean, you, you may have like four baseball games. Well, I don't know. It's looking like some, some wrap right. up early, but there's a lot, there's a lot going on. We'll get to baseball in a second. Let's go to football. It's so funny. I send an outline to you guys every night. And I'm like, yeah, this is what we should discuss. You add something. If you uh, think it's appropriate, I wrote down no COVID problems so far. That for sure comes later in the week. And then, you wake up. I don't know why this all breaks in the morning. It's got to be the first bad news thing you see. Uh, Dave, I, I can't even stay on top of it. Stefan Gilmore positive. A Las Vegas Raider mm -hmm. positive. That mm -hmm. makes sense. More Titans, Titans showing positive. up still. They can't open More their Titans facility. More Titans positives. More Titans positives. They still can't open their facility. 
which means, I mean, that's the one you have to focus on, right? Because now if you miss two games, they're discussing forfeitures. Um, they're discussing, I don't know, some Titans fans, uh, idiots that I deal with are uh, more positive, positive, not so lucky, uh, not, not more positive than you think about it. Like, no, 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 they're not going to forfeit. They're just going to add weeks. Like, yeah, okay. It does seem like it's going to come to that this week. They're going to have to decide if they add weeks or there are going to be a forfeits. Because through week five, if you miss two games, that's a bad part. That's a big problem, right? <laughs> I feel like we are. I, I, I know that the cynics out there rightly say that the NFL, Goodell specifically, is loath to ever cancel a, a, a ball game for the credibility of the season and, and perhaps more practically for the money that would be lost by canceling a game. But, I mean, it's starting to line up like, you know, Unless, you know, major tent poles start to get moved early in 2021, namely the Super Bowl and we start pushing back draft and everything else, I don't see practically how we're going to get to a place where we're going to squeeze in the full regular season and, and regular season. And I guess the alternative is going into a bubble. It's I, I really, without assessing any blame, um, Beyond the NFL, there's a lot of buzz right now, a lot of outrage uh, with the with the Twitterverse directed at Kamish Goodell and how did he screw this up? And Sal, I look at your sentence that you sent out on the outline. No COVID problem so far. Hmm. That comes later in the week. That's exactly the essence yeah. of what's going on, right? Is that, right. oh, that guy's positive. The, the notion then that like, okay, well then, so now we know who is positive, we can continue to proceed, ignores the fact that there's a lag between who that person infected going forward. It takes mm -hmm. days, five days, seven to whatever to reveal itself, and, and it keeps on getting kicked down the road to from one player to the next, from one team to the next, and I, I, I yeah. am getting very pessimistic about things, and, uh, and Charlotte... Can you provide a little sunshine? For no, us? no, no. Well, She's pessimistic too. Come oh, on. Okay. No, I'm snarky. There's a oh, difference. Right, right. That's um, right. I, you know, I, I think the thing that is unfortunate here is that logic does not line up to our desires. Like as soon as they announced that the Pats were going to travel to play the Chiefs, I was like, oh, that's a terrible idea because sure, you only have one positive now, which is Cam, but it's only been two and a half days. And the whole point of this thing is that it takes anywhere between three and 14 days for cases to show up. So if you really wanted to squash a case of a virus transmitting itself through a group of people, you would separate all of them put them in isolation because they have been in contact with Cam Newton. And instead, they travel to Kansas City. And then you find out that Stefan Gilmore tests positive. And you guys, you said there's this, I didn't see it, but a picture of him hugging Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, to me... And and at the same time, I I don't want to cast blame. Like I maybe maybe you should, but I mean, people want to do their jobs. People want to have a sports game. People want to go show up. Pe like I wanted the Chiefs and the Pats to play, and logic just doesn't square with that. Of course, there were going to be more positives, and so now, okay, does that like could that possibly transfer to the Chiefs? Yeah, mm. it could. So the only way they're kicking the can down the road, but they're also kicking the virus down the road. And I don't necessarily blame them because it's very hard to square. It's very hard to say, you know what, New England, don't travel. We know you don't have any other positives, but don't travel right. because there might be a positive. So, but then there is, and you're like, right, we had a few, you know, this it's is, just, it's, it's a mind do, bender. Do we think though that Belichick knew that Gilmore had it and he told Gilmore to hug Mahomes? <laughs> I do. I definitely do. I have no, mm -hmm. no, no doubt in my mind that that's exactly what happened. I refuse to. Okay, first of all, the Pats don't cheat. Why? Second of all, <laughs> I mean, Belichick was wearing those two masks on right. the sideline. That made that's me so true. sad. Yeah. I was like, he must be scared. Like, I if I were these coaches, I'd be I'd be scared. Like, no one no one likes this. I think he was like, go get him, super spreader. Send Gilmore out there for the big. I I that's so messed. Up. I, I really do feel, and uh, of all the times to be right about something, I hate. To yeah. be right about where we were a week ago, but it, it is there's, you know, this willful naivete that like, well, listen, you know, we got to figure out the Steelers and Titans situation. So we'll just delay that game. And like I said, a week ago, sitting here, um, that 
is a perfect plan so long as we get zero more positives going forward. Now what? Um, the Titans now, thing is 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 says everything you need to know that it's been a few weeks sure, and yeah. more positive still cases are still going. You even get three days of no positives, and then you get a positive. It's just uh, we're tracking to we're tra- Sal. You know that the guys in the league, guys at the player level. Um, yeah. saw, you know, six weeks before the season even kicked off that um, some forfeits were very likely mm-hmm. and, in fact, in te- a- anticipated by the players' union. And, I, I mean, I, at this point, like I say, the, alter- the the two choices seem to be either start forfeiting games or extend the season by, at minimum, a week or two or yeah, three, so, right? Yeah, but that, I mean, so it's got to be one, of, the those, doom one and gloom, of those two. With all the doom and gloom, they do have some flexibility here. Not a great deal of flexibility, but there has been talk about they'd be okay playing the Super Bowl in March. So if that's the case, they could right. add a couple of weeks. And that that's a foregone conclusion. I think they're definitely going to do that before they start uh, handing out forfeitures, right? I would think that's yes. the case. That bums me out too, though, forfeitures. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily, like it's punishing someone for getting right. a virus. And I don't know, it seems, and I get it. I think that's kind of the only way you can make it work at a certain point, but it still sucks. I think team by, sucks. team by team, you could find players if you find out that they were at a, a strip club eating chicken wings and that's how they got the the virus but other than that the wings were named after him sal okay it was a special dish maybe the find a little less than it is you know there's mitigating circumstances for sure but then dave but then the college players play on 10 guys will test positive and then the Mm -hmm. next thing uh four days later they play so um not that the nfl and ncaa's protocols are are necessarily going to match up a little even or uh, if at all but uh that that's that's just another wrinkle of the hypocrisy and it gets uh, us upset and everything else. I agree. And and you know, listen, the bottom line is anybody within the sound of our collective voice right now, I I, I suspect we all wish we were just talking about the about the juicy week five slate here. I'm mm. anxious to talk Steelers and Eagles, Keystone State Battle, Supreme, and so on and so forth. This is such a this is such a goddamn bummer. And everybody was <laughs> like, well, I don't care. Just put put Whoever's healthy, keep on rolling. That's it's the same thing as a knee injury. Just throw whoever out, out. Yeah, I get it that for maybe a quarter of pro football action, you would abide by that. But think about the XFL and think about mm-hmm. the whatever the other uh, AAF or whatever the hell that dumb league was called. Yeah, it's fun. And you'll watch in the first college football game, Central uh, Western Michigan playing some power. Oh, oh, football's back. I love it. But. Let's admit, eight minutes in, you're kind of tired of that. It becomes like, who's playing in this game? If it's all Brian Hoyers at some point, it's going to be not a... uh, a credible football season, right. you know, yeah. like if, if 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 the numbers get to a place where it's like uh, we're looking at week three of Jared Stidham because number one has the 19, then uh, then like what what's the point of the whole season at mm-hmm. some point? Right. Well, yeah. also, there's the fact that a virus is contagious and an ACL tear is not unless you play at MetLife. Yes, it is. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I stepped on your joke there. That's funny. Yeah, thanks. So. <laughs> unless you Give play me a, at MetLife. Believe in me, would you? <laughs> That was good. Uh, let's talk the one game tomorrow. There is one game. We can go over the Philly and, and Pittsburgh games and everything, but there is a game Thursday night. Fox begins coverage. Bucks at Bears. This could have been a really great one if the Bears could have stolen that win against the uh, Colts. They would have been undefeated. Tom Brady coming to town. Um, Tom I have Brady's a conspiracy team. theory. Oh, all right. Let's hit. Well, Tom no, Brady's on, favorite. Let me just set the stage that Tampa yeah. is fi- a road favorite four and a half. The over-under on Fandle is 44. Let's hear your uh, conspiracy theory. So I think that the Bears started Foles last week. Mm-hmm. That they would have, I think they put him in at the end of the, um, what was the game before? The Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, I think they put him in at the end of the Falcons um, to set the stage so that they could start him last week. Mm-hmm. So that they because they knew that they wanted to try to rattle Tom Brady to make him face Nick Foles. Oh, because Foles beat him in the Super Bowl. I see. Okay. so I think that I think that if they had not. I think it doesn't matter whether they won last week or not. They needed to get Nick in there so Mm -hmm. that they could start laying the groundwork to try to rattle Tom. Interesting. Interesting. Dave, based on Charlotte. Well, let me just say I will give my pick on Thursday Night Football. I'm on the pregame show. I did a a bit with uh, Aaron Andrews. She was delightful yesterday. Thank you, Aaron. 
Uh, so I'll save my pick for them. But is Charlotte right? Is there some extra incentive here for Tampa to go in there, even though he's on a different team and Foles is on a different team? It's kind of weird that that's the matchup it ends up being. But you think it does it matter or just Brady goes out to beat everybody? Well, um, you know, for me, it harkens uh, because I'm an old man. It harkens, um, you know, the ghosts of Doug Williams and James Wilder and Leroy Selman and all the rest That's of the old dad. Tampa Bay. <laughs> we asked for your dad's name. You wouldn't give it. Now we know. Because uh, I was waiting for the big reveal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it does, though. I mean, when when I see the Bucks playing uh, what now is an NFC North team, I'm always reminded of them going in there in their white creamsicle getup. Ups mm. and never being able to win a game for decades, for decades. They couldn't, they were in somehow in the NFC Central. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in there and they would go in there. And if it was under 40 degrees, it was uh, <laughs> it was a given that they couldn't win the game. Mm. I mean, literally for decades. It's a great little bit of pro football history. Um, to the here and now, though, I got Tampa winning this one. I think their their role continues. I think the beer, the the Bears, as we've um, the as we've <laughs> the beers, right? Well, listen, that's what Chicago fans should start doing. Um, getting into those beers because what you saw in the early portions of of September, as we foretold, were in fact a mirage. This is not a, a, mm-hmm. a team that's ultimately a contender. They're fine. They have some nice pieces there. Their limitation is at QB. Doesn't make a difference which of the two-headed monster they throw in there. Uh, the 43-year-old man on the other sideline is better than either one. This Bucks team is starting to emerge as our pals like Jeff Schwartz and otherwise pointed out that given the veteran uh, heavy roster, but from different places around football America, it was going to take a minute for Tampa to hit its stride I think they're a little ahead of schedule, as a matter of fact, and they're emerging as one of the two best teams, in my opinion, mm. in the NFC. I think the the pack at this point stands out clearly as the best team. But who who after that? We talked about you like the Saints still, Sal, but the Buccaneers, the bottom line is, are a complete team. I know 12 is getting all the headlines, but the defense is legit. And um, yeah, and I think that I, I think the Bucs continue to to you uh, like them to win. Um, and cover uh, this week against the I Bears. Do. Yeah, Packers. I uh, Packers, I think, won uh, uh, kind of in a league of their own in the NFC, in a, in a conference of their own in their conference, I think. Uh, I'm not going to reserve judgment on Saints Bucks yet. It's still early, and the Saints have a win over them. So let's see. Uh, let's see how that shakes out. Obviously, obviously, no one in the NFC East competes. And who's our oh oh in the in the West they're still kind of trying to figure stuff out. I don't know that the Rams are as good as everyone thinks. Arizona's come back down to earth, and Seattle would be the only other team you could uh, you could think of. But I just I I don't even understand how they're doing it. I'm excited about their game against Minnesota. I think it's a close one. Um, so they go. That defense better figure it out in Seattle. That to talk about a yeah. mirage. It's great. It's exciting. It all that, and it's not to say that Seattle won't figure it out defensively, but they better, or else they will slide into relative uh, irrelevance by, let's say, mid-December or so. That's, That's what right. happens to teams that don't play defense in the NFL. Yep. Uh, defense wins championships. I mean, I, I hate the cliche, but it also is true, and it, it, even in the 21st century, that if your defense doesn't rise up, around Thanksgiving and beyond that you are bound to lose. You can be an exciting team and scary and no one wants to play them, but you ain't going to win the Super Bowl if your team isn't playing defense. Well, maybe then you could use that to your advantage with the defenses being as porous as they are, and they really are. Uh, The overs were 7-3-1. Vegas, Fandle has still not really adjusted 7-3-1. The Monday night games both went under, but uh, Fandle has given us a gambling gift in these same game parlays. This is something I definitely would love to have come up with. So many different combinations. You could play with these parlays, player props, point totals, money lines. I'm getting giddy just thinking about it. And the best part, Fandle refunds the first same game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. It means you could bet a different parlay risk-free every NFL week all season long, not just next week. So same game parlay. What do you want to do? We talk about no defense. You could go Tampa Bay. You can go Brady over in his passing yards. You could go uh, Leonard Fournette if he plays, you know, over in his rushing yards. You could do that for the same for Nick Foles. You could do, you can go all over the place. You could maybe even go Khalil Mack uh, sacks if you want. 
Go ahead and bet these picks. Pick your own. You get 10 bucks back. If you don't win, do it all season long. And FanDuel is the only sports book when you play these same game parlays. So listen up. If you don't already have an account, just sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. And if you already have an account, you're good to go. Same game parlays, risk-free, all season long. FanDuel.com slash extra points. You have to be 21 or older in New Jersey, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, and Iowa. There's a refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. A max refund of $10. Terms apply. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. And in Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. So there you go. Lots of football. Hopefully a lot of football coming this weekend. Um, Not a great start for Wednesday. But uh, baseball. Have you guys decided baseball's interesting all of a sudden? They took the weekend off. They didn't want to compete with college football. They want to compete with the NBA or the NFL. Now they're back at it. We commented that maybe it's an old man's afternoon weekday sport now. But um, the games have been exciting. The talk around town is that they might be juicing the balls. There was 14 runs in Atlanta, Miami. Uh, 12 in Yankees, Tampa, 12 the day before Yankees, Tampa, 15 in Astros A's, uh, the day before that, you guys okay with this? I'm, I mean, Stanton hit a home run. They said it was 450 yesterday. I think it had to be like 570. It went on and on and on. I think I'm okay with it. I mean, at this point with games going away, like they are, I just want to be entertained. What do I care if the oh, balls yeah. are juiced? The fans are made out of cardboard. Who gives a shit? Let's just play. <laughs> Let's just entertain ourselves as much as possible and uh, worry about the record books later. What do you guys think? I feel like haven't we been saying the balls are due since at least 2017 now yeah. or 2018? Like this has been a this is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. I think guys have gotten stronger. I don't I think that we're breeding these like very tall superhuman at like Stan and Judge should be playing basketball, but they're playing baseball. Yeah. So like, of course, they're going to hit it farther than, I don't know, Ted Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also I think baseball has gotten fun. I watched Yankees Rays last night um, and it I do have to say, though, it you know, I'm thrilled we have sports. I'm thrilled we have baseball at all. But it postseason baseball is my favorite thing in the sports world. And covering those games is so much fun. And the electricity in a stadium, in a ballpark, and it just, there was something especially dystopian about, you know, judges at bat, and there are a bunch of Padres cardboard fans behind him. And I was like, what in, like, what are we doing? Uh, But, you know, I don't know. It's good baseball. We're going to have, I think, uh, you know, Braves. The Braves are fun. I I just uh, I'm here for it. Could but, get oof. yeah, could get some interesting city ma- matchup city wide. If the Astros don't go away, for God's sakes, Astros Yankees would be dynamite. Oh and my Dodgers God. Braves, and then any combination with the Dodgers in the series is good. Yeah, Dave Charlotte's right. They've been talking about juicing the ball for years, but I I specifically have heard rumors that they did it starting this round, um, starting Monday, and the numbers kind of bear out. Although, you know, Stanton's a, a monstrous player and could hit uh, dingers that go on forever. But I don't know. I would you be surprised? Would this, would this bother you? I, well, look, uh, of course it would bother me since, uh, since the, um, the framers of the 21st century game of baseball have, have, uh, taken up residency on Mount Pius Mm. about all things, you know, like, how dare you flip a bat? How dare you show human emotion while playing a sport all the while, uh, that they might be juicing the baseball. This is the way these things tend to go. And I'm rooting for controversial or not. Um, you know, it's the Darth Vader effect. Star Wars would have sucked if it didn't have Darth Vader in it. You need an evil presence Disagree. to make it com- made it compelling. <laughs> it, 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 it. All right, uh, the the Game of Thrones would have sucked without the Night King. Okay, um, right. although it did end up yeah. sucking, which well. maybe MLB, maybe the World Series will still end up sucking, much like the last season of Game of right. Thrones. Either way, the journey, not the destination. And I think what we need to root for, as somebody who you know, nominally as a Pirates fan, but I'm also not a sucker, so I'm not going to indulge watching terrible baseball day after day. But either way, Astros, Yankees, that's what we that's what we need to see. In NFL, NFC, Rodgers v. Brady would be juicy mm-hmm. stuff for a title game. Let's root for that. 
But in the meantime, let's root for Yankees and Astros and Scorched Earth and yep. two villainous teams. The the eternal villain versus the uh, the new brand villain. <clears throat> let's have them go head to head. It makes it interesting. It gives you something to root for. Yeah. I, I know people don't like dynasties. I don't want to have to root for the Yankees. Oh, my yeah, that God. Is the that problem. would be awful. That is the problem. Who do you root for, though? Or do you just root for uh, just uh, you brushback root- pitches every, every third Exactly. Batter? Villain, that's that's why dynasties and high end mm-hmm. teams that you don't like are great. You know, you don't you you don't like Darth Vader, but you you're glad he's in the picture, right? And in fact, all of 21st century high end TV has traded on that fact from Don Draper to Tony Soprano. No, I know, but Breaking it, Bad guy is like the antihero and all but that. But I like Darth Vader against a good guy. Right. I don't want Darth Vader fighting the Night King. Exactly. I know, but at least you watched. I didn't like the New York Giants back in 1990. I didn't like Bill Parcells, but at least I was glad to see them taken down. Um, I just think Montana and that empire so long before you have to say, like, I'm not rooting for either of these teams. I think that factors into a rooting interest if you're settling down for a three hour baseball game, unless it is, in fact, what you're rooting for, just them fighting at the end. Yeah, right. Chaos. But I do root for chaos. You do. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Then, then welcome to 2020, Charlotte. Look at the news. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the news. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be over the moon. <laughs> I root for sports chaos. I don't root for life chaos. Lots of games. We'll get to that in a second as we're gonna go over uh, uh, <laughs> debate props. Um, no, Jim. <laughs> yes, it's it's a Fanduel competition. Hey, wait, I got to I got to interrupt you real quick because Joel is is texting me. Joel, just break in. What happened, it's Joel? sports related. Joel, it, share it with the class. NHL hockey is accounts as sports. Only what if it's was- good. I, I don't want to hear it if it's bad. What is it? Sal, this is this is huge breaking news. I, I feel like I have to chime in. The, the Penguins just traded one of the backbones of their Stanley Cup runs. Goalie Matt Murray. Two cups. I had to tell Dave. I had to tell Dave. I'm they sorry. They get something this good. Is- all right. All right. You got to just keep, that, off to just keep that private. That's a private message. Joel was right. That's a private message. Nobody <laughs> needs to know that. Joel, it's please don't come on this ma- podcast and air your dirty laundry. <laughs> it's one of our four major sports. Guys, uh, a two-time Stanley Cup champion. It's mad. What, it hockey? matters. What, what is this? <laughs> Braves are 225 uh, over uh, the Marlins. Do you want, if, if there's more <laughs> hockey news, do I... Do I yeah, just no, keep yeah, it uh, give it to no? Jim. You and Jim should talk about it now. Um, <laughs> uh, <all right>. Astros <laughs> and A's are minus uh, one twelve, minus one twelve for the A's, a slight favorite over the Astros. Yankees minus one thirty over the Rays, and then that Padres Dodgers game is not listed because the Padres might go with uh, fourteen pitchers. I don't know what they're uh, decided, hmm. so the matchup is not uh, yet determined. Now, Fanduel has a debate prop contest. Thank oh. God, check it out. Kamala Harris tonight against Mike Pence. You go to fanduel.com slash debate points. That's how you know we sent you there. And uh, I sent you guys this link. So what happens is you have you have to fill out this thing. It's basically like a uh, an Oscar pool, but you fill out uh, basically yes or no questions. We'll get to them in a second. You go 10 for 10 if you have the best score. How much you got here? $10,000. That's pretty good. Fanduel.com slash debate points. Um, some of these are uh, shots in the dark, but some of them you could think, you know, kind of thinky. Which candidate will be asked to respond first? All right. Well, you know, I, I guess they flip a coin, right? So um, there's no uh, real great intel that you could try to figure that better. Which presidential candidate will be mentioned first in the debate by either candidate or the moderator, Donald Trump or Joe Biden or neither? I feel like. I don't know how well, it's Well, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to give away what I think are my points. I want to win. Oh, you grand. want the $10,000. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, what would you do with the $10,000, Charlotte, if you won this? Uh, ooh, what would I do with my... I'd probably put it toward my yacht fund. <laughs> you donated it? All right. Yeah, you donated No, no, no. I would... Uh, I actually... I I probably would donate it at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, to... All right. Like save the whales or no, I'm kidding. Good um, news. Pence Trump campaign. Charlotte's got some <laughs> dough coming your way. No, um, can I, I, this morning though, um, I went to get a coffee and the local coffee shop in Brooklyn and I was putting a lid on the cup as I was about to leave. And I heard the baristas talking to each other. And one guy goes, you know, he calls his wife mother. 
I mean, that's like some midsummer shit. Like they were just like going on and on about how weird Mike Pence was. And I was just sitting there sort of like giggling to that's myself. That's great. And then I left. That's great. Your answer, Sal? For uh, which one? For the 10K. Uh, well, so I want to go. So th these are shot in the dark, the first couple. But Dave, um, what will mother uh, Mike Pence's tie? What will it look like? Solid or not a solid color? <laughs> what is mother? What is mother set him up with? I said solid, right? That's conservative. I, I agree. Guess. Solid. It's going to be I, red. I actually did a little bit of research on it. These guys, it's it's an interesting thing that doesn't, for somebody who loves talking about uniforms, it is striking <laughs> that political figures have a certain uniform. Mm -hmm. um, Trump always, almost always, I mean, nine times out of 10, wears a red tie with mm -hmm. that always the same Navy suit. Never, There's right. never like a gray suit mixed in or otherwise. Pence tends to go red tie unless he's with Trump. Mm -hmm. um, the pants suit is, of course, was made famous by Hillary. Mm -hmm. She would change the colors of that periodically. It is interesting. They all, uh, everybody... Since the tan suit of Obama, everybody has kind of settled into like, this is my one and only, you know, kind of like Einstein, right? Didn't they always say Einstein to to unburden himself from the decision of what to wear each day, just wore the exact same outfit. Also, Jay Leno, another renowned Steve genius. Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs also did that. Obama did that, too. He eventually went with just the same blue suit because he said because decision fatigue is very real. Like if do you ever mm -hmm. get to the end of the day after you've had a busy day and a lot of work and then you go out to dinner and you're like, can someone just choose for me what yeah. I'm going to eat? But and the, so he would minimize the decision. Why does he I, have to uh, make a decision? Jimmy Kimmel, I, I have they lay out clothes for me at Fox Bet Live. I just grab whatever's Tuesday. That's and whatever's so nice Wednesday. of them. It is nice, but it's also someone's job. I imagine it's someone's job there. Dave, would you be the uniformant at the White House? Regardless sure. Of, I, you I, would do I, it? I'm happy to provide those services if they're interested. Yeah. I uh, I require at least $10,000, though, to do that. <laughs> okay. We'll win, this, um, but we'll win this and you'll be on your it way. It is funny. That's one of those things in life that, you know, my uh, old Mo Damashek, she would lay out my <laughs> clothes for me before school. Like every night before school, my clothes would be laid out. There was no decision. And I remember being frustrated by that. When do I get to choose what clothes I wear to mm -hmm. school? What would she now, dress now you I'm in? Now I'm with Charlotte. Now I'm back. To, I'm, I'm with Charlotte. Can we just go? Can somebody just pick yes. my, lay out my clothes for <laughs> me Tell me day? what to just choose what to wear for me. But now I'm into what would Mo dress you in? Little well, sailor I mean, suits. You're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. She thought she thought my boy isn't isn't getting ridiculed nearly enough uh, for his intrinsic issues. Let me let me see what I can do to to poke at him and, and see if I can get the cool kids in school to torment him a little bit further. Today we're gonna dress you as a clown. <laughs> Dave wants to see pants uh, and teal socks tonight. Otherwise, he's turning the channel. That's Mo Damashek did used to like where she would really shine in terms of embarrassing me was on Halloween. My older sister, Amy, she would do like, she would do like uh, joint costumes for mm. us. And you just mentioned, I remember there are pictures of me in uh, at, at the uh, preschool Halloween thing dressed as a literal clown. Mm. And I like, the hell? You couldn't. <laughs> if you, it makes you, I was a clown in kindergarten. Why not My mom Batman, made me a cute, like, cute little clown suit. <laughs> and there are all these pictures of me just scowling in my clip. Football clown. man, fireman, <laughs> Batman. Those are the three. If you're not mm. made, just just throw me in that. A clown. I gotta Come tell on. you, I was also no more Garcia Parra for three years straight. Were so. you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe we can't make fun of Pence here for what color tie he has. <laughs> if, uh, I, I'm going solid red. Okay, to answer the question. I wrote solid too, and then not not a solid color. Is there a chance he goes tieless? He's like, hey, you know, just has a like a martini with him and the top button open. No, a bolo <laughs> tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who will be the first candidate to say China? Again, it's kind of. I think it's Kamala. You think so? I mean, it would mm -hmm. make sense that Pence would be. Against it, I don't know oh, if they had. Well, uh, I mean, if you're going like the yeah. racist virus stuff, right? Then yeah, maybe. of course. Yeah, but I could also see her trying to frame her and Biden as being tougher on China right. than. Okay. Yeah, that's. I good. don't know. That's good. Well, it's your ten thousand. Uh, will seven hundred and fifty dollars be said by a candidate or the moderator during the debate? Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So I say no. Yes. I think they say. I think they. Well, I think Kamala will say it. Really? Mm -hmm. All right. I would say it. Positive. Go ahead, say it. Let's hear you. 
750 Holy shit, she What did would it. you guys do if you turned the debate on and instead of Kamala debating Pence, <laughs> I was just up there? I would love it. Uh, and especially if you were dressed like no more Garcia Parra. <laughs> the, only that would make it better. I don't know why I'm going no here. I think they generally speak about the president uh, evading taxes, but, but uh, no, I would say no. I don't know. Uh, I which- can't wait to be right. This is an interesting one. Which well, of the- no, just keep in mind for real if you're filling these out because this is very important. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, Charlotte is right, as they always say. The vice president is in the role to be more attack dog than the president is, and and she will definitely be on the offensive. Interesting. Here. She will definitely go after seven hundred and fifty dollars and all that stuff. Okay, she, you you can depend upon that. All right, uh, that's my bet. She was go. a cross examiner. Yes. That's what they say. Examinationer? That's what they say. Yeah, no. no, Across. across. I I imagine he's not going to come out looking great here, regardless of what uh, tie he's wearing. Um, Question six is, which of the following terms? We're reading FanDuel props. You could jump on this FanDuel.com slash debate points, um, and you can win $10,000 if you get all these right. Which of the following terms or phrases will be said first by a candidate during the debate? Supreme Court, COVID, social distance, Unprecedented or none of the above? How the how could it be none of the above? Of course, one of those. I think COVID. COVID, huh? Yeah, people do discuss that. I did have Mm -hmm. COVID shaded also, Dave. Well, the 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 wrinkle of that is is how do you want to refer to it? You know, like there there are some wildly inappropriate names for it, right? Or or the nineteen. I think that's uh, just your thing. No one calls it that besides you. That's not. (laughs) Well, that's well, okay, but maybe they want to work that in. Maybe, maybe as an influencer, I don't um, hate it for I, what it's worth. But you are the only one who does that. Uh, all right, but maybe it's going to catch on tonight, and then, and then by tomorrow, you're going to be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, and then what's going to happen when Damashek's got ten thousand dollars, and and Charlotte and Sal are on the phone? Hey, can I borrow a few thousand? Like, no, can I no, borrow seven hundred and fifty dollars? <laughs> she said it again. <laughs> Uh, it could be unprecedented. It could just be a, a very, you know, uh, a, a lead in line and these unprecedented times, boom, that's it. Then get to all your COVID stuff and everything. Will either candidate wear a mask on stage? Yes. Yes. Hmm. 100%. You say she will definitely walk out there in a mask. Oh, I would. Saying. I'd be like, don't give me coronavirus, you freak. <laughs> But then Sorry. what do you mean? So she wear, but she has to take it off eventually. Right. Or- yeah. But she would probably wear it to the podium and then put it on right afterwards. Okay. Cause exactly. I think they're standing 15 feet apart. It was seven. For the la- is it, oh, it was 12. Or it's seven 14, to 12. And they're going to have plexiglass between them. Right. They're and, and- seated. They're going to be seated if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it looks, it's funny. If you see the, the image of it, it's, they're in kind of like a, a three way. They're in like a triangle and it's tighter than you would imagine it mm-hmm. would be. Um, but anyway, yeah, there, there, I, I am, I, I am certain that she'll walk out there at minimum. Right. I would do it in a full hazmat suit. (laughs) Be interesting. All right. I don't know why I said no. I'm against you guys in a lot of these, but, um, uh, we'll see. All right. Question eight. Will either candidate say the word dog during the debate? I said no. Unless Kamala Harris says, Hey, take the dog in the Bucks bears game. I don't know. I don't see it. (laughs) I'll say no. What what are they getting? Whistle. I oh, right, 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 right. Crap. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? But I'd like this as so. an independent. I'd like this as an independent prop bet um, mm-hmm. because uh, I think I would get uh, some really nice odds on it happening because of what I just said to you. There's mm-hmm. a chance. I, I've thought about this way too much, obviously, but um, there's a decent chance that Mike Pence will say in response to Kamala going in mm-hmm. on like 750 or 400 million um, dollars or, or any other issue, mm-hmm. I could see Penn saying like, I understand that you are here to play attack dog tonight. Oh, interesting. That, and, and in that context, I could see it coming up and I bet I would get 10 to one odds at least. Uh, I mean, dog, dog seems like a joke one, yeah. but attack dog makes sense. Right. Or underdog. Interesting. Uh, well, what about simply, uh, you know, he stops in the middle of what, whatever he's saying and says, oh, man, my dogs are barking. And he takes his shoes <laughs> yeah. off and starts rubbing right. his feet. He, he takes out his phone. And he says, mother, did you did you take the dogs out? <laughs> See, so many possibilities. All right. You're right. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck. How's Nick with, Foles with do as a home dog, you know, yeah. over the course of, you know, right. like that? Maybe that maybe that comes up. 
you know, I don't or know. He, what or Pence comes out and he's like, sup, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> and as she's Snoop like, hey, Dogg man. Once, <laughs> as Snoop Dogg once said, yeah, right, maybe that'll happen. I was happen. hanging with Snoop Dogg backstage. All right, well, Kamala Harris say Mamala during the debate. Mamala is no, what we call my, so. my mother. Uh, I don't know why I said, I said yes here. You don't think so? I woke up with the word Mamala stuck in my head. <laughs> Mamala versus mother. I mean, it really is. Uh, it really is perfect. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I think Who there's more the likely. The, yeah, will mother come up or will Mamala come up? That's that's a fun. Uh, right. Either way, I, I don't know which one's going to be invoked there. I wonder if Mamala will will bring up that mother. That's a fun one. Like, are you even allowed to be out here right now? Like, I mean, that that would be a funny. That would be funny. Right. The, and and in fact, it would be a worthy thing to throw out there tonight. How many times will Trump tweet between 9 p.m. and 10.30 Eastern, not inclusive uh, retweets or replies, two or less? Uh, it says less, Dave. It should say fewer, right? Fewer. Or right? three or yeah. more. I say three or more. Interesting. So an hour I'm and a going half. Over. He's definitely awake. He's, he's been watching. just really firing him off recently. Yeah. Roid rage is a... Yeah. He's, um, he's, yeah something seems different with him. I don't know. <laughs> can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Call the dogs off here. Uh, there all you right, go. So there see? you go. $10,000, fanduel.com slash debate points. You can win 10 grand if you go 10 for 10 or the best score wins. And it's a lot of fun to uh, get you through this debate. You know, if, if you're otherwise not interested, you could start screaming when someone accidentally says Mamala during the uh, exchange. So there you go. Fanduel.com slash debate points. $10,000. All right. I'd um, rather I'd yeah. rather longer odds, Mamala or um or um the uh the draft legend Mike Mamula. That would be Ooh. fun if Mike Mamula came up. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagle, first right. round draft pick bust supreme. That yeah. would be fun if that came up as well. Maybe he I'm had, just trying to steer it back to sports. That's I got all. it. Yeah, there's, there's some Thank great you. areas there. Thank you. Uh I'm gonna steer it away again. Uh Eddie Van Halen died yesterday. My God, Ooh. that sucks. And a lot of people met him. I, I didn't meet him. He played Kimmel in 2015 on Hollywood Boulevard. It was great. Van Halen did. Um, uh, <laughs> David Lee Roth had some kind of weird brass baton or something. Then he, he cut himself and they had to stop down. It was it was interesting. But Eddie Van Halen, obviously one of the greats. I didn't have a terrific story. So I I I put up a poll asking people to pick his greatest guitar riff. And that ended up being a bad idea. People Why? do not. Well, people don't respectfully disagree. Hmm. <laughs> I notice that is shocking by the tail bird. So I don't know. I read a couple of articles. You can only in these polls have four options. I can't have 70. That's how the Twitter polls work. You run out of characters eventually. Panama, I put at uh, 11 to two odds that had 37 percent running with the devil at 31.6 percent. Some of the I don't want to say newer, but um, the more popular ones. Uh, which would might make sense. Unchained, which seemed to be everyone's favorite, a lot of people's favorite online. I had that as the favorite. It only had 16.3% and ain't talking about love, 15.1%. And then I get people really mad at me. A lot of Michael Jackson fans out there. They could be vicious. It sounds weird, but they, in a way, they're the worst. I forgot he did beat it. I forgot he did the, uh, the guitar riff on it. And then the instrumental uh, in the middle there. But uh, shame on me for not including uh, beat it. You guys have any thoughts shame. on Eddie Van Halen? I love Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I said it because I, I said because I knew you were going to say I knew you were going to say that. No, I do. I was very sad. He was only 65. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Dave, I was going to make a poll uh, different. I wanted to discuss best guitar riffs of all time, but then I thought you'd add Built to Spill in there. And I, I have I an entire playlist about the best guitar riffs. You do? Yes, because I got really, I thought there was a few years ago I was going to enter the uh, U.S. National Air Guitar Championship. No, you were not. I covered it. I went to them. Oh, it was nice. the most electric thing I've ever seen. Was it electric or air? You have to decide. Both. Okay. No. Or acoustic. Right? It was, I mean, it was really, really incredible. And I, so I made a playlist of the songs that I would do if I were to. Nice. Do, it's called Air Guitar. Is All right. The name of the What's playlist. at the top of the list? Let me, I have it right here, actually. All right. While you pull that, Dave, give us your uh, Eddie Van Halen thoughts. 
Well, I mean, obviously, uh, I, thumbs down on Van Hagar. I'll say what uh, oh. what most of us are thinking here. Um, uh, you know, full disclosure, Van Halen. You know, uh, cheers to everybody who who acknowledges the the import of uh, Eddie Van Halen on rock music. By the way. Mm. Uh, shameless self-promotion, especially given the circumstances. But Chris Long and I did dive in on our favorite rock albums of all time, yeah. where a lot of these would be invoked. Van Halen, I think we kind of agreed. It, it's um, it, it's representative of, uh, of obviously a lot of people's uh, youth and a lot of people have uh, um, uh, big attachment to Van Halen. I like, I, you know, um, how about... Charlotte, though, as she goes through that, uh, the mountain song, Dave Navarro, you know, whether you're not like Jane's addiction or not, that, mm. that's a pretty, um, legendary guitar riff. The, the opening line of, of that song. Would you like me to read you some of mine? Yes, I would love to hear it. I mean, you're going to get a child of mine. Jimmy Page is going to show up here. Bob O'Reilly. Okay. Uh, I want to break free by queen. Very underrated. I, I stand by that one. Um, uh, New York Groove has a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Come Sail Away. We've talked about sticks recently, oh, yeah, I do yeah. believe. Um, you know, just a there nice you go. Little... All right, no Van Halen on uh, on Charlotte's list, but sorry, yeah, no, it's good. I mean, he was one of the greats, obviously. Um, were you a Van Halen guy? Because I could see that being yeah, your when I you like were Van growing Halen. up. I, yeah. I know you're more Huey Lewis sure. and I'm more Led Zeppelin and REM in that window. No, but I know um, Zeppelin gets I'm the both. best riffs. Can you and, be both? All those. I'm not going to sure. argue with that. The Who, Zeppelin, all those get the best. Or Jimmy Jimmy Page, obviously. Uh, but uh, Van Halen, great. I don't know. I was watching for like an hour and a half yesterday, Van Halen videos. Um, did you know, by the way, uh, he was a virgin before he married Valerie Bertinelli? What? No, no. Not true. Not true. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that's something that we could meet you on the middle. Us. We could uh, we could meet uh, in the middle on Sal is uh, one day at a time. Of course, Valerie Bertinelli, yeah. his, uh, his ex-wife. Um, that was a weird show with uh, with Schneider. <laughs> I expect well, I mean, to what? see that background um, soon, Dave. There you, go. you have. Why uh, was that? What, I, I, right I'm now. fascinated by fascinated by that the, the apartment super had just a key and he would just he walk in. in. He didn't even knock on the door. He would just show up. He would walk yeah. in to their house. This is a, this is a single mother ra- raising her then. two teen daughters and Schneider with his pack of smokes rolled into his <laughs> right uh, shirt sleeve. Like what, what the hell are you doing, man? Can you knock at least? I think good times was the same way. I really do. Uh, like, uh, right. It was a uh, Buffalo butt. Was that his name? He would come in. <laughs> Bookman. <laughs> That's right. Let me read some uh, mail real quick, and then we'll get out of here. The extra points gang at gmail.com. The extra points gang. Charles, is that one E or two E's in there? Don't let that double E trip you up, folks. It's got to be two E's to get through. Jeffrey Edwards E. Lair. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. Jeffrey Belinsky writes Hey, guys, love the show. Uh, this is an idea inspired by, but completely unrelated to Dave's field goal box idea. Dave wants to square off the goalpost, put a, an upright, as you will, to make it a square, I guess like a, uh, a rectangle, and then the ball mm-hmm. goes through that. That's how you decide if a, a kick is good. But uh, Jeff writes, what would you think about adding an extra vertical pole directly in the middle between the uprights, and if the kicker hits the pole on the kick, they get an additional point, so two points potentially oh. for an extra point, and four points for a field goal, it rewards the kickers for being even more accurate. There's no guesswork for referees, and every single kick is made instantly more exciting. Even boring games with teams trading field goals would have an extra edge. Just imagine a team down three, kicking a field goal. He misses, he loses, makes it, he ties, hits the pole, he wins. Absolute chaos. Keep the pods coming. <laughs> Seriously, enjoy all the stuff you put out. Stay safe, Jeff, Jersey City. Well, Jeff, I'm glad you're Thank listening. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't want Jeff listening anymore if he's going to come up with ideas like that. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I love uh, it. No, Jeff, I love it. It's chaos. I'm here for it. All right, Charlotte loves it. I don't want to add a poll. I don't think that's the idea of this, to add points. No. We could always add points, have the quarterback hit the pylon. That's an extra point from 40 yards. But you don't want to. I know the name of the show is Extra Points, and we should like this, but why am I so it's mad at Jeff? It's not excessive right points. I, it's yes. clear to me that Jeff in Jersey City got ESPN roughly at the same time the Damashek house did in uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Um, witness, he was looking at a lot of Australian rules football um, in those early days of ESPN. Right. And when you would hit the pole, 
the guy in the white fedora would come out and he would do like, you know, in Australian rules, he would go. Those referees handed over our oh, officials yeah. too, by the way. They, the guy would come out, he'd have a white dinner jacket and a white fedora on, mm -hmm. if you please. And he would like come out, if you hit the middle pole, he would come out and go like, dude, like two points, like right. kind of thing. Almost like uh, the All Valley um, tournament referee did for Danielson mm -hmm. uh, v. Johnny. Like it would come out like full point or like two points or whatever kind of thing. That's not what we're looking to do here. We're right. trying to limit the impact that kickers have. We're not looking to elevate right. it. Okay, but, but he could he could still listen. Yeah. He could still listen, right? No, Sean I guess. likes as long as he idea. wears a as long as he wears a white fedora or dresses <laughs> like a clown. Either one. Uh, William Shensky the third says Sally Shecky and Lilt Chamberlain. Oh, that's a great name. <laughs> That's really, really solid. I agree with Damashek, and I have a solution to the kicker and punter problem. Make a rule that only a player who was on the field for the last play can kick or punt the ball. So either Justin Tucker learns how to block or catch, or one of the position players needs to. Are our listeners on drugs? What's going on here? No, I'm on point, drugs, and I support this. I, I like this very much. I, I, they, they, I the mean, maybe extra not point should be kicked by whomever scores the touchdown. More teams would go for two or else teams would spend a lot of time practice kicking. Uh, here we go, Steelers. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so here we go. All right. Well, so the Steelers have a good kicker. That's not the point. That, that uh, the, the point is that the, the, the kickers have way too much influence on these things. This, this would be great. Position players should do. Pat Summerall and Paul Hornig did it. Certainly 20, 20, 21st century pro football players can do it too. By the way, Indomitian Sue and Chad Ochocinco also took a run at right. kicking the but ball. But the It'll idea isn't that we uh, have to, all right, well, let's give them incentive to not go for extra points. So we'll run a Prius at them at full speed <laughs> right when the snap comes. Like, I, of course, we can come up with a thousand examples of why you wouldn't want to go for an extra point, but... I don't know. I mean, I, head on kickers is the answer. Just ban sidewinding. That's it. If you make everybody kick head on, but then what the is way it, then God if, intended? If a, guy is a, a half a yard over. Then there's a, that gray area. I don't know. No, I God intended for kickers to come out there with unmatched shoe, shoes. Yeah. One of which was had a square toe. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to bring up the square. Why do you have to do that, boot? Dude? I love it. Because uh, because that, because that's uh, that, that's the way I was reared, and I would like uh, the 21st century children to behold the greatness. Because he's a little sailor boy, and he believes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm Pop so glad Eddie Van Halen is alive shoes. to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlotte. The point is, our listeners are on drugs, and uh, on drugs or not, they can reach us at the Extra Points Gang at Gmail dot com. Write right? to us, hi. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, should we? Is there a way to drug test the? Before they send the email? Now, I no. guess that, we don't want to. I think that. if we're going to do that, we go all in and we get a voicemail set up because yeah. that really will uh, Ooh, will provide right. for love us. that. I think Jim's head would crannies. spin off if we had to actually have people call in and then retrieve a message and then play it back. Jim, you again, you, we can't do that, right? No, we're not doing emails anymore either. This is ridiculous. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we can't do emails. All right, all right. folks. <laughs> Please hey. don't bother him. He and Joel are talking about the, uh, the <laughs> hockey trades right now. Please. He's got a lot on his plate. Hey, right. Friday, we're going to have another winning parlay for you. We decided we're going to win again, right? On extra mm -hmm. points. Let's do right it. Right here. Yeah. We're going to pick uh, three games, one each. FanDuel is going to boost the odds. They're going to give us an extra point. Thus, the name of this podcast. What else do you have going? Dave Damashek. Um, well, we got minus three coming up this week as always a big one. Um, the, uh, we'll focus in there on, um, on Steelers and Eagles for you, because that's a juicy one mm. for both teams, of course. And, uh, new Daves of Thunder out there. I know the, the world is a heavy place right now. Sail away as we talk uh, <laughs> way too much about 80 sitcoms for real. We really did a deep dive on Michael J. Fox, family wow. ties and all of it. Oh, you, you'll love it. Sal. I don't all know right. if anybody else will. All right. I'll get in there. I'll get in there. Come sail away. Charlotte says she's a big sticks mm -hmm. fan. Uh, Damashek is at Damashek on Twitter. Charlotte's at the wilder things on Twitter. What else do you have, Charlotte? Uh, new episode of the People's Sports Podcast with Mark Titus coming out tomorrow, and um, just a bunch of content. So follow me. Yeah, please. there you go. All right, <laughs> so I can feed my family. Matt <laughs> <laughs> the cousin Sal on Twitter, Fox Bet Live. I don't. Know, I think we're preempted three times this week, but check us out if we're on. We're on at five p.m. Eastern on FS1. Um, and laugh lines later today with Rachel Benetta. 
And oh, I'm going to be on the Thursday night pregame show. Yes. On Fox. So, uh, I can't Mazel wait. Tov, that's out. excellent. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see. Lil uh, Chamberlain's going to watch. Everybody's oh, going to watch. Lil Chamberlain is, she is ever. The, the name of the. I really like that. I really, that's really That's really like good. That. I'm into it. Good for Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, Jeffrey or William. I think it was Jeff. You know, we'll give them both credit. You know, sometimes. Thanks, Jeff and Will. <laughs> Jeff and Will get, get uh, each get an assist on that. All right. And a reminder even though you may feel like an underdog, Please remember you're all my favorites. See you Friday.